It's Monday already. If you want to learn about the law of assumption, states of consciousness, and how to reimagine your reality, then this live is for you. What's up, everybody? It's joining. Hi, it's Monday already. <clears throat> I'm going to read from two different books today. But first, I want to talk about what's up, everybody? <laughs> Um, I want to talk about being in the theta brainwave frequency and hypnosis. Why is that so important? Thank you. Why is theta brainwave so important? Because being in a state of theta is when Freddie in the house, um, Marissa, I'll give you some information. Um, when we are in our theta brainwave frequency, that is a state of hypnosis. Why is that important? Because when our brain waves are in that state or in that hypnotic state, our subconscious mind is very easily impressioned at that time. So when you go to a hypnotist, what do they do? They hypnotize you, but they're putting you into theta brainwave frequency. So when we're there, what happens? You're in this very, very relaxed state. Our subconscious mind like opens the gates to let information in. Nice, Maris. Um, so when we're able to let that information in, it's reprogramming your subconscious mind. So when you go to a hypnotherapist, say, for an addiction or anything like that, or even just reprogramming your mind because you're having like these thoughts that really don't um, resonate with you anymore, but you can't get rid of them. Why can't you get rid of them? Because you're programmed. In order to reprogram your mind, you have to use repetition and when you're in theta brainwave frequency, that is also a time to reprogram the subconscious mind with any ideas that no longer serve you. So if it's, I miss them too. <laughs> so if um, you have a, let's say, issues with money, that's a program. That's a running program. That's a program that we learn from childhood, that money is hard to come by or that I'll never have enough money and I'm poor, we grew up poor, we can't afford this. That's a program. In order to reprogram that, what do you do? You can go into theta brainwave frequency. When do we have, when does theta brainwave frequency happen to us naturally? It happens as we are awakening in the morning and it happens as we're falling asleep at night. So then when we're falling asleep, that's the best time to impress the subconscious with your ideas. So if you have a certain visualization of what your desired end is, at the end of your day, as you're falling asleep, you think of uh, that sequence, whatever it might be. If it's that you have a certain amount of money in your bank account or you have an amazing business or you have this beautiful relationship or marriage or children or whatever it might be. You use the time as you're falling asleep when you are going into theta brainwave frequency when your mind is most impressed. Your subconscious mind doesn't show doesn't shut off. Oh, uh, we have our troll in here. Get a life. <clears throat> this is how this is how nuts people are. <clears throat> anyway, we're not going to get into that, but people are evil and whatever. So you too can change your, your brainwave frequency. You too can change your frequency 
to be a good human being. But that's probably not going to happen in this lifetime. So, as we're falling asleep, what do most people do as they're falling asleep? They think about all of the bad things that happened in their day. They think about all of the things that they're stressed about, right? All day long. So you think about the bills that you have to pay. You think about how you got into a fight with this one. You think about the mean things that you want to say to somebody, right? But that is the most important time of your day is as you're falling asleep. And then again, as you're waking up. So if you're using either of those times to impress your mind with all the bad things that happen, that's exactly what your life is going to turn out to be. Because you are manifesting that. When we are in that certain brainwave frequency and we're thinking about all of our problems, we can only bring more problems because we're continuing to impress the subconscious with those ideas. So now that we know the most important times of the day to manifest anything that you want, we're going to talk about states of consciousness. And this is from Project 369, The Keys to the Universe Evolved Consciousness. So um, it talks about states of consciousness. Your state of consciousness can be likened to your current belief system. Your state is your beliefs about yourself and your world. So what is it, Benny in the house, what is it that you truly believe? Do you believe that you have an amazing life and everything works out perfectly for you? Or do you constantly dwell on things that stress you out, things that cause you anxiety? I'm so afraid that I'm going to get sick. I'm so afraid that this is going to happen to me. I feel like I'm going to get into an accident. What is your state of being? Oh, God. I mean, how bored are you that you literally get blocked and then you make another account? You loser. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The book. Project 369. Project 369, The Key to the Universe Evolved Consciousness, it's called. So what is it that you believe about yourself to be true? Because, thank you, Ben. No complaining. We're not going to complain. What do you believe about yourself to be true? Do you believe that you're not lovable? Do you believe that you're not chosen? Do you believe that you're not a priority to people? Thank you, Emily. That's a good idea. I never had a moderator for my life. Um, your manifestations in your outer world are but reflections of the state you are in. So if you don't like the way that your exterior world is or our three-dimensional world is, it can only reflect what you truly feel about yourself on the inside. What does that mean? It means in order for us to manifest what we want on the outside, we have to also have that reflection on the inside. And if I feel a certain way about myself that I'm always abandoned or that people don't love me in the way that I ever want to be loved or I believe that I'm always, only going to ever have like a bad partner, those are the only things that I can attract because I am attracting what I am, not what I want. So that's my state of consciousness if it were my state of consciousness. What is, yes, of course she's around. She's not here, but she's around. What is your state of consciousness? What do you believe to be true about yourself? That life is hard? That things don't ever work out? I always wanted to start this business, but I know it's not going to be successful. What are your beliefs about yourself? 
Because I always tell people this. They're like, oh, you get to do whatever you want. And like, you you know, you do this for work or, you know, you have it so easy. Like I created my reality. My reality was not always easy. My reality was riddled with pain all the time for 20 some years of my life. As many days as I danced, that's as many days plus that I was in pain all the time. But that was my belief that I had to work hard and I had to be in pain in order to make money. What did I do though? I reprogrammed my mind and this is only in the last two years. I completely changed my reality to become exactly what I wanted it to be. Right? I'm glad Robert. So if we want to change our reality to an easier reality, to a reality that works for you, it starts with your state of consciousness. Both your manifestations and the state you operate in work hand in hand. As we know, you attract what you are and you cannot attract what you are not. So for example, if you keep attracting the same person in a different body, I did it for a very long time. I attracted the same kind of person over and over and over again. And one of my friends said to me, you literally have the same guy in a different body. Why? Because I'm attracting what I am, not what I'm not. And I would get mad at myself like, oh, why do I do this? Like, why, why is the same person keep coming into my life? It's me. It's not them. It's not random predators that are preying on me. I am the common denominator in any of the things that are going wrong or right in my life. I'm the common denominator. My beliefs about what I think my life should be is the common denominator. Look at the people that are around you and that you attract. The only common denominator is yourself. If you believe any certain thing about yourself, that is exactly what the people that show up in your life for you are going to represent. There might be random times where you attract this amazing person who who ends up being a friend or this amazing partner. And maybe they stay in your life and maybe they don't. And that point of your life, what were you thinking and what were you believing? Because sometimes we attract really great people, then we lose them. Why? Because at some point, there was a state of our consciousness that shifted, but then we went back to the old story again. And that happens all the time. Everyone in the world is operating in a different state of consciousness or belief system. The beliefs through which one views their world are the same beliefs that create their world. The difference is that some people are aware of this and most people are not. The beliefs through which one views their world are the same beliefs that create it. So whatever our beliefs are in our world are exactly what's going to create our world. So you can't complain. If your three-dimensional world, if your world, your exterior world sucks, you cannot complain to every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's going to listen. Because the only common denominator of why your world sucks is you is me and that's the hard part that people end up realizing this and they're like oh i don't want to do this shit i don't want to no i'm not taking responsibility i'm not taking accountability of why my life sucks how many people do you know that just complain over and over 
and over again. All they do is complain every day. Anytime I hear that now, I will either stop the person or I think to myself, how could you not see that you are your only problem? We're all guilty. We're all guilty of this shit. It's not like you're singled out. Like we, we don't have a manual of how life works until we really start to look for that manual in some dusty old book that literally tells us the construct of life and how it works, right? So when you start to do this type of work and you realize that you are your only problem, then you can fix it. When you start to utilize your time properly, when we go into those theta brainwave frequency, when the mind is most impressed upon, when we're using our time wisely, that's when our life will start to shift. But if we're falling asleep at night and thinking about Joe, thank you, mommy. When we're using our time properly, that's when we make the shift. Because there's not a lot of people in the world that know about the, the brainwave frequencies and all these things. Can you pin? Where's Karen? She's not in here to pin my book title today. Guys, can someone do it, please? Project 369, The Key to the Universe Evolved Consciousness. That's the book. And <laughs> I don't feel like typing it. But when we go into these states, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. When we go into the... Guys, aren't you listening to me or not? <laughs> can someone please type it out and I'll pin it. Project 369 Evolved Consciousness. The key to the universe evolved consciousness. Sorry. Thanks, Joe. Okay, pin it. Guys, that's the title. The pinned comment, that's the title. Thank you. Thank you. It just takes too long when I when I have to type things in there. It's annoying. As of now, there is an infinite potential for sourcing wisdom and knowledge. Never before have you had such limitless access to information from all over the world that you can use to reevaluate and expand your beliefs. And that's the truth. We literally... Karen, that's amazing. Is that Karen? Caro. That's beautiful. What a fucking way to start your day, right? What's up, fam? <clears throat> but we literally have access to so much information, but especially to ancient knowledge. That's the key is the ancient knowledge. Because there was a time in religious history when they erased this type of knowledge. In your religion, which is why I don't study religion, which is why I don't believe in it. And I won't get into that. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. But we all have our own right to our own belief system, right? And that's why I don't get into it. I have faith, right? I have spirituality that I lean on. But I don't believe in man-made religion. But again, we're just not going to talk about that. Okay, so this is, as I'm talking, quoting from the Bible. So we're going to talk about states of consciousness. And I talk about this a lot too, that you can't be in two states of consciousness at once. What does that mean? And I've explained this many times. But I think it's very important. If you are trying to create a new reality, manifest a new reality, pray for a new reality, whatever that might be, right? You can't live in that state. You can't live in a space where 
you firmly have faith and believe that the state of the wish fulfilled is yours and you're living as if that's what Neville Goddard always taught living as if you already have what you want. People say, well, isn't that like being delusional? Well, why I can ask you the same question. Why do you live in a state of perpetual negativity and you live as if it's going to happen? That's having blind faith that something bad's going to happen. So why can you not have the same delusion and blind faith that something good is going to happen? Because that's not the way that we're programmed. I think it's 90 or 95% of our programming is negative, something like that. I don't know if it's lower, I forget. If most of our programming is negative, then we just already have the assumption that negative things are going to happen. Like people assume that negative things are going to keep happening in the world. Negative things are going to keep happening, you know, with war. That people are just going to keep dying. That there's always going to be more pandemics and all these other things. When you constantly live in that state and the collective energy is that of negativity. We can only help co-create that reality together. So if you have a group of 10 people and all 10 people have the same belief system. All 10 people have the same belief that something negative is going to happen. Do you know how powerful that is? Do you know how powerful it is if there's 10 people? Am I frozen? That if 10 people believe that a person is very sick and they're never going to get better. Do you know how powerful? Okay. Do you know how powerful that is? With that type of energy and that type of belief system. That type of inner knowingness is compared to those same 10 people see a person healed. Those same 10 people that start a business together see their business as so successful that they have to actually expand their business. What is the difference between 10 people that are starting a business together and all of them sit around and say, but we don't have the money for this. And how are we going to afford that? And this rent's going to be too high for us. We're not going to have enough customers. Do you see the difference between 10 people that have that belief system or 10 people that get together and say, we're going to smash this. This, this business is going to be so big that we're going to have to expand in 10 different cities by the end of our first year. What group of people do you want to be friends with? What group of people do you want to surround yourself with? People that are in that state of consciousness. The state of success. The state of healing. The state of love. The state of being chosen. The state of being a priority. If you have 10 people that have abandonment issues and you hang around with those people, you're going to be the 11th person that always feels like they're left and they're abandoned. If you hang around with 10 people that never left their neighborhood, that always go to the same bar every single weekend, that talk about nothing but loser shit all the time, and you hang around with those 10 people, you are going to end up like those 10 people. You are who you hang with. I said this on Friday. My mother always said this. You are who you hang with. But you can choose the type of people that you want to attract by elevating higher, by rewiring your state of mind, by being in one state of consciousness that is a winner mindset or mentality. And a winner could be a winner in love, a winner in business, a winner in building your favorite house, a winner in all the people that you hang around with. <laughs> My mom is legendary. <laughs> she is. She knows it. 
So you, when, he said, when, when Neville says you cannot be in two states of consciousness at once, it means you cannot conceive two things of an opposite nature simultaneously. Guys, the book is pinned at the bottom. So you can't have a winner mentality, but at the same time be like, shit, we're just not going to make enough money. This business is just not going to be successful. That's not living in two states at the same time. Whatever dominant state you live in mostly is what you're going to manifest. So if you sat there and write down a hundred times, I have a successful business. I am making $10 million in my business. You sat there and wrote that out a hundred times. And then the rest of your day, you're like, how am I going to make this money? I'm so stupid and delusional. Why am I listening to this stupid shit? This stuff doesn't work. Whatever your dominant state of mind is, is what manifests. So you can affirm all day long and say, I am in a great relationship or whatever the hell it is that you want. But your inner core belief system is telling you that person's never going to want you. You're delusional. You're never chosen. You're not important enough. That is your dominant state of being. So again, going back to theta brainwave frequency. When you're in theta, when you're in the state of hypnosis, when your subconscious is open to ideas and relearning, use that time. Play affirmations for eight hours at night while you sleep because your mind is always listening. Your mind is always listening. Your subconscious mind doesn't get turned off. So if you're, again, if you're watching television at night or you leave your TV on at night while you're asleep, and you hear all that trash on TV. That's what's programming your mind. So is that what you want to program your mind? Or are you going to turn on something on YouTube or on an app that plays the affirmations of the things that you want to appear in your reality? I'm always successful. Money comes to me easily and effortlessly. I don't have to work hard for my money. My money always works for me. I am making money while I sleep. Right? I knew that was going to happen. Hold on a second. dishwasher and I knew this morning when I put in a service request that they were going to come at the exact time that I was live. Anyway, going back to two states of consciousness. So we literally can't be in two states of consciousness at once. You either choose one to be living in the state of the wish fulfilled, which is the exact thing that you want. And you remind yourself all day. I, I worked with a coach at one point and he said to put a rubber band around your wrist. And every time you had an opposing thought, snap the rubber band on your wrist. And um, it worked, right? <laughs> I did. I, I totally manifested that. You're right. That's a prime example. Last night, I said to myself, they're going to come when I'm on my live. And I manifested that 100%. I had an inner knowingness that they were going to show up at my door while I was doing this live. And that's exactly what happened. So thank you, because I did manifest that. But okay, going back to uh, the coach that I worked with, he said, whenever you have a negative thought or an opposing thought to being in your state of the wish fulfilled, snap the rubber band. <laughs> Snap the rubber band. Remind yourself. No. Stop your thought dead in its tracks. <laughs> it's not the window washers. They were here to fix my um, dishwasher. 
Okay, let's see. So this is from Matthew. Now, a lot of uh, manifesting philosophers or teachers, coaches, whatever, go back, and these are going back early 1900s, and even way before that, talk about the Bible and how the Bible is basically a map of our consciousness. So Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters. And again, the, the, the Bible is open to interpretation, right? Some people interpret it quite literally, and some people interpret it very, very differently. Again, no man can serve two masters. And we literally just talked about that, that no man can serve two masters at the same time. You cannot be a slave to a thought system or a belief that says, I'm not worthy, I'm not chosen. And then think that you're going to manifest being chosen in a relationship or being in an amazing partnership. No man can serve two masters. So you can look at that any way that you want to biblically. But for me, that makes perfect sense about your state of consciousness. No man can serve two masters at the same time. And there's tons of this stuff in the Bible. There's tons and tons of Bible verses that um, a lot of these books go over. And it's just really, really interesting. Again, Corinth, uh, Corinthians. For we walk by faith and not by sight. What does that mean to anybody in the manifestation world? <clears throat> we walk by the faith that we already have our desire, not by sight because we don't see it in our three-dimensional world. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I don't have to see it in my 3D world to know that it's going to come to me because I have the blind faith that I get all the things that I want in life. Walking by faith and not by sight. Same thing if you want to call it prayer or manifestation. When you are praying for something or you're grateful for something. Thank you, God, for giving me this amazing home to live in. You're walking by faith, not by sight. Because maybe you don't have it in your reality, but you're just grateful that it's going to happen. So when, we, when we're in the state of gratitude, we, ex, we are attracting more things to be grateful for. Maybe it's not the exact thing that you want right now. But the universe or God or the creator will show you other things that you can be grateful for. Or they will push things into your life to be grateful for. But if you're in the state of consciousness that says, I never have nice things. Why does that person have this and I don't? Actually, just last night, um, someone in my family, like my extended family, says, why do they have everything? They always got everything that they wanted. That, that person is so spoiled. Does that sound like a person that's living in a state of abundance? Why did that person get the job and they didn't ask me? Or does that sound like a person that is in a perpetual state of victimhood? Jealousy is laziness. When you are constantly feeling a state of jealousy, it's a state of lack. But it's also a state of laziness. Because if you are jealous of what other people have, that is a laziness about yourself because any one person has the same opportunity as the other. Did you tell them to journal? <laughs> I didn't tell them shit because it's a, it's a person that like I, I haven't spoken to, but just through other family members, um, these messages were told, you know, and, and those people are not in my life or many people like that are not in my life because that's not what I attract. And when someone passes by in my life 
that has that type of <laughs> that has that type of energy, I shut them right out. I shut the door and I lock it. I bolt it. I put on the chain. I put it all on. I don't want you in my reality. Unless it's a person that really wants to learn and wants to change, right? Someone that's like, someone, someone that's like, hey, I really need help with this. Yeah, absolutely. But it's literally a coaching program. It's retraining. And I haven't started any programs yet. I probably will. My sister and I will eventually do coaching stuff. But just right now, like, I want to have a solid program in place before, you know what I mean? Because I could sit here and talk for 75 hours. Maybe some people want to listen in and most people probably don't. But it's literally a programming. If you have someone that comes to you and every single time something negative comes out of your mouth, you stop them just like the rubber band, right? Just like the rubber band. Every time you have a negative thought, snap your wrist with the rubber band. It might be a lot of times during the day that that happens until you start to train yourself. But again, once you do start to rewire the brain and consciousness, your state is going to change. So when your state changes, your vibration changes. When the vibration and energy change, that energy that's in motion all the time, which is our, you know, emotions is energy in motion. When we start to think differently, that boomerangs out into the world. And what happens? Energy comes back. So the energy that we're putting out is the energy that comes back to us. So again, if we're constantly in a state of, you know, negativity and I don't have this and why does that person have that? That's only the thing that could boomerang back to you. But when you change that and you start to change your, your world, your inner world, your outer world shifts with it. Right? Thank you. Um, what do you say to a friend that always complains? It depends how brave you are because me, I just straight up say, like, if you want to keep complaining, that's your, your life will always give you something to complain about. But I'm a really brutally honest person. So I don't know what your, I don't know what your method of communication is. But for me, I'm just like, if you want to keep fucking complaining, your, your life is just going to give you more things to complain about. Or when a person's complaining, maybe we could take a little bit of a lighter approach and say, what about all the things that are good in your life? Someone's constantly saying, oh, I have a headache today. My, this always hurts. I got to pay this bill. I don't know what to do. Stop them in their tracks and say, yeah, but you might have all that stuff going on, but what are some, what's one thing that you're grateful for in your life? And that stops somebody dead in their tracks because they're just like, you mean you're going to stop me from, you're going to make me stop and think about something good when I have all these bad things to complain about? Yes, that's correct. Because some people don't realize, can I manifest a wife and being sober? One million thousand percent. There is no limitation to what we can manifest. We are literally magicians. Every one of us is full of magic. People might say, oh, this is new age, this is that. How do people become successful? How do people that literally come from the ghetto become billionaires? Like, for example, I'm, this is LeBron James. I watched his documentary like years and years and years ago. This is just an example, guys. Don't freak out about, he's a Freemason and all those other, I don't give a shit. We're just talking about the example. He grew up in, I think, Ohio in the projects in a one-bedroom apartment with him and his mother, and I don't know if there was anybody else. It was, they were 
so poor. Did he get lucky? What if he never picked up a basketball? Where would he be? It's not, there is no luck. There is no such thing as luck. He started to play basketball. He became really, really good at it. And he saw himself as one of the most successful basketball players. Jim Carrey, for example, struggling actor, lived out of his car in Los Angeles. I know, I lived in LA. I know how expensive it is. And I know how awful it must have been seeing people in Beverly Hills and all these people that have all this money and Rolls Royces and Bentleys and you're living in your car. Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for $10 million and he said, I'm going to make this on a film. I'm going to get paid for this on a film by whatever the date was. I think it was a couple months before that date. He booked a film and he was paid $10 million for that movie. Was he lucky? No. Michael Jordan got his freshman, got cut his freshman year in high school. If Michael Jordan would have quit and would have said, I suck. I'm not going to play basketball. I'm giving it up. His company is worth billions of dollars to this day. He hasn't been on a court in how many years? I was actually, I actually danced at his last game in Philadelphia. And every time he touched the ball, there were flashes. All that state, that stadium was packed to capacity. I remember Oprah Winfrey was in the stands. Like every celebrity was there to watch this man play basketball. And if he got cut his freshman year of high school and said, I'm just not good enough, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to quit. Who would he be? Probably no one. His sneakers, people still wait in line wrapped around the block for a pair of Jordans. To this day, my nephew is crazy over Jordan still. And he's 19, he never saw him play. If you would give up on whatever your dream is, Who's going to go out there and, and, and reach your dreams for you? Nobody. So if you want to manifest the perfect wife or being sober or any of those things, start with something easy like listening to a YouTube video at night that says attracting uh, my specific person meditation. In the manifestation world, it's called a specific person or your SP. There are meditations for addiction. Put that on and just, while you're asleep, your subconscious is just working for you. That's the easiest way first to do that. It's very simple. But we have to stop walking around the world in victimhood as if we're always going to be a victim. Being a victim is a choice. Being a victim is a choice. Just like being wealthy is a choice. Michael Jordan was one decision away from poverty or wealth. From being the greatest basketball player to ever live to being a nobody. He did not make his freshman year of basketball. Somebody said, I didn't know that was true. He could have quit then. Said, well, I can't even make my own freshman basketball team. And now he's known as one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball players to ever live. So that is the choice that we have. We could become the greatest version of ourselves to ever live within our avatar or we can continue to be a victim. Oh, I'm always sick. This sucks. That person's so lucky. I wish I had their luck. 
that shit to do with anything. So we'll leave it at that for today. And I intend that this was helpful. That we're going to do this work because we can do the work, because we want to do the work, because we want to create change. We want to create our greatest reality and best version of ourselves. There's no time like the present to start. Get a rubber band, put it on your wrist. Every time you have a negative thought, pull it. Stop your thoughts and stop your bad thoughts in their tracks. Right? Marissa, I'll look at some point today for sure. Love you all. I was going to say guys, but I'm not using the word guys. I think it's derogatory and I hate it. I hate when people say, oh my God, guys. And they're like talking to you like, I don't, I cannot stand that. So I hope you all have an amazing day. And um, where are we at this week? I don't know. What is the date of your soul retreat? I have a meeting today. Freddie's in here. I have a meeting with Freddie today at 12 o'clock. I'm not sure if the place got back to me yet. So I will be posting the dates very soon within the next two days. And um, we're going to get this party started. It's going to be in Florida. So our next retreat is hopefully going to be in February and in Florida. So anybody that didn't come because it was out of the country and it was in Mexico, um, this one's in Florida and it's a really, really cool place. They have, uh, not clamping, sorry. They have yurts, they have geodomes, they have housing, they have all different kind of options. So if you want to have like a really cool experience of being in a tent for a couple days, I've never stayed in a tent. But there's people that love that kind of stuff. There are different uh, things for everybody. Marissa's scholarship depends on a lot of things. So hopefully in Sebastian, Florida. I've never been to Sebastian, Florida, so I can't speak to it, but I can only speak for the property and it is incredible. There's cold plunges and there's saunas and it's all farm to table. They make all their food right there on the property or they grow it and then they make the food. Um, it's amazing. Can you bring your bus? Ben, I'll have to find out about that. That's a very good question. I can ask about that because it's on 22,000 acres, but I just don't know if they allow that or not, so I'll find out. Um, but yeah, I'll find out information today and then I'll post it in my stories and we'll start to be able to sell tickets and everything, but I'm really excited. Um, I'm really excited about the next retreat. So I will chat with you guys later. It's very close to Vero Beach. Thank you, Fred. Sebastian, Florida, near Vero Beach, Freddie says. It's an hour from the Orlando airport, I think they told us. So that's not too bad. Um, so more details to follow. Love you all, and I will chat with you later.